edition of the three point play podcast boys how we doing what up hey guys all right we're gonna do a little change of pace and get to nfl here after a bit i think we'd be remiss if we didn't do a quick introductory to the first week of the uh, nba season and we would really be remiss if we did not go to our pacers correspondent and i failed you last week luke by asking your two cents on the biggest deal that was ever made in Pacers history with the Malcolm Brogdon extension. Uh, we didn't get your live reaction. So about a week or two later, how do we feel about the, the biggest move the Pacers have probably made in the last 20 years? Yeah. I don't think there's anything left for me to say about it. Right. I mean, I think I got everything off my chest, but the listeners have not heard right. <laughs> the listeners want to know what you feel. I mean, I'm watching this guy who doesn't play defense. Uh, really, his only surprisingly, he's so slow on the defensive end, but he can surprisingly get to the hole like at will, which seems to be his only skill. Yeah. Um, but doesn't really contribute to anything else. Doesn't rebound. Um, I wouldn't say he's a great passer. Uh, so yeah, he's impressed? always their their primary ball handler. So are we we impressed with their one and four start? I guess I haven't seen a whole lot of games yet. I know they've had a couple of heartbreakers. Uh, How are we feeling about this? The first week of the season. Uh, I last night was a real stinker uh, in Toronto. They sucked. Yeah. Um, But I watched the first three or four games and uh, they look pretty good. They lost the first two games by, by one. Yeah. Uh, Offense looks good. And Man, is Duarte the guy? I I freaking love Chris Duarte. Duarte the, the, is the guy. The Duarte, huh? the Duarte era is upon us, boys. We're <laughs> off to a slow start, but I think I think we're onto something here. Now only if Duarte can get uh, chemistry going with Goga Betadze, that would really <laughs> really take the team to new heights, wouldn't it? Yep, exactly. The new wave of talent coming into the indie area. We love it. Now he's about the ugliest motherfucker I think I've ever seen. Wow. I don't okay. know about I don't know about the haircut, but uh but yeah, the guy's got game. It is 2021. You can look however you want to look, you know? Yeah. Uh, All right. Scotty got anything, any two cents on the Pacers start or anything in general? Um, can I ask the other night in that Pacers game? I didn't I didn't watch it, but was was that correct that Sabonis was three for four with seven points in 33 minutes? What the hell was that? Sabonis was? Yeah, that I was I was looking at him like that has to be an error. It said he was three for four in 33 minutes with seven points. I'm like, there's no way that's right. Those are all-star numbers, aren't they? I was like, no freaking way. <laughs> Against the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Was it that bad? I don't know. It doesn't sound right, but maybe it was. It was like I was like, holy shit, did he really only have seven points in 30 minutes? And he only shot four times like he's all shooting for this team. But yeah, yeah, that the pacers are not very good. But to their defense, too. I mean, Lavert, they said is maybe playing Friday now. Um, and Warren's not back yet. He's just he's, yeah, they, he's been dead since the bubble. I feel like he hasn't played mm-hmm. a single game since the bubble. Is that true? He hasn't. He yeah, hasn't. he had the. He's got the phantom foot injury and it keeps having setbacks. Kind of died. He's kind of dead, but not. 
he's a little bit dead. He lost the dreads when you show mm. him when they show him on the sideline. So that's very disorienting. We'll always have that one fifty burger two years ago. You know, never forget. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. All right, Scotty. What you else wanna- you got? Uh, NBA? Anything? Any snippets that uh, or tidbits that uh, stick out to you other than the Lakers are imploding right before our eyes? Nah, we're not talking about the Lakers till Christmas. Oh. You okay. wanna? You wanna talk about your bowls though? I'm seeing red. I was hoping you'd go there, and they got the biggest game of the year already against the Knicks right now. Going on first yep. quarter through. Yep, down uh, four. Feels like it's nineteen. Feels like ninety-eight. You know. No, not this game. This game is good. They, they, no, they have thirty-two points with ten minutes to go in the second quarter. That 76ers game, Pistons had thirty-two with three minutes left in the second. I was like, holy shit! Minnesota scored forty-two in the first quarter last night on the Bucks. <clears throat> there you go. Yep, it's gonna be. Uh, you know, it's a it's a Bulls town now since the. Uh, Blackhawks fell uh, on top of their face with this whole allegation thing that have happened uh, over the last week, which is really sad. And uh, yeah, it's a Bulls town, 4-0. Big game tonight and uh, halfway through the second quarter here. So we'll see uh, see how we do. But they, it seems like they got some good pieces. I mean, Lonzo's playing within himself and DeRozan. It'll be interesting to see how uh, DeRozan and Levine come down the stretch. Like, like who's going to be Whose team is it? You'd like to think it's Levine since he's been here for five years and he's an all-star, but DeRozan also has made a name for himself to take big time shots. So we'll see if it, if they play meaningful games down the stretch, who, uh, whose man's it is, you know, that, uh, that Toronto game, um, where they were up 20 in the end of the third and ended up like, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they, they had to come down the stretch here and make some plays and, Honestly, DeRozan and Levine did a good job kind of going back and forth who had the matchup. Um, I yeah. watched that fourth quarter. They did a good job. It, it looked good. But, I mean, we're not who the Bolt. They're playing the Knicks tonight, and then they play. They got a, they got a tough a tough two weeks here. I think they play. Utah. Yeah, Warriors, Nets. Boston, yeah. 76ers, 76ers, Brooklyn, Mavs, Warriors, Clips, Lakers, Trailblazers, yeah. Nuggets. I mean, that's a shit. We're going to find out who they are here in the next. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a true test to see if that's uh, if they're for real or if that was just a flash in the pan to start the season. So, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, back. It's uh, like we said last week, the most wonderful time of the year, playoff baseball, football, basketball, everything's going on. So you love to see it. So anything else uh, basketball related there, James, or Luke? Yeah, I love, I love the Hornets. Yeah, they're, very sneaky hot spot. start. Uh, I love the Hawks. Holy shit. They have like 10 dudes who are freaking good at basketball. Damn. You're a big Herder fan. I love Herder. He's yeah. awesome. The Hawks are good. Um, Hornets are good. I've been surprisingly disappointed in the Mavs. I don't really think they're any better, and they might be worse with Jason Kidd as their coach. Um, that and Cle- then, uh, Perzingis got a black <laughs> eye. Like, did he just get punched in the face by some dickhead, or is he just an asshole? Uh, he's probably just an asshole. Is- <laughs> Are the Cavs good? They beat the shit out of the Clippers last night. I think teams are still feeling themselves out, you know? I don't know if anyone really knows. I I like in October. Who cares? I mean, no one really knows and or cares. I get it. To see it develop. Uh, I like like watching Cleveland. Um, (laughs) The Celtics. Uh, Yeah, here we are spending 15 minutes talking about it, but (laughs) nobody gives a shit. (laughs) 
I go on my own personal likes. I don't really give a shit what everyone else says. I know. I know. Uh, the Celtics are still my Achilles heel because I think they should be good, but they're the softest fucking team I've ever seen. Anytime someone punches them, they are fucking soft. Gosh, dang it, they are soft. So I will never bet on the Celtics again. I, I bet on them once this year. It won't happen again. There you go. Yeah, other than that, I, I like having it on every night. It's awesome. There you go. All right, with that, we'll get uh, transition over to week seven review real quick. And boys, your your boy, boys, your boy, he's back. We're hot. hot. We're hot. We're riding the wave. I would have been undefeated if it weren't for that clunker of a game on Monday night where Jameis couldn't, uh, no one could score, and they won the game but didn't cover. But you know, it is what it is. But uh, we're back on a hot streak. Uh, do a quick recap of the yearly standings. Um, yours truly, 29 and 19, scalding hot. Luke's 22 and 24. Hart, not on the pod tonight, 28 and 20. And Scotty's uh, 24, 24, right, right around 500. So uh, it's getting, it's getting uh, hot up in here, as uh, Usher once said. So. Um, week seven review real quick, since we did, uh, knock that, that out. You want to go ahead? Nelly. Oh, Nelly. Oh shit. I, wow. <laughs> I have to pour one out for myself. That's, that's, uh, that's sad. <laughs> All right. Should we just cancel the pod? Yeah. Pride goes before okay. the fall, son. Yep. There you, you go. Better have on your cheek all day tomorrow. And Nelly's on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Quick week, week seven recap. Um, Luke, do you want to explain yourself and, and uh, thinking that the Washington football team could could cover the seven or got seven and a half points and couldn't uh, couldn't pull it out against Green Bay at Green Bay? Well, if it weren't for that bullshit uh, Heineke kneel down at the goal, goal line, line, whatever, when he yeah when he fell in but put his knee down too early, they would have covered it. But whatever, yeah. who cares? Then he did a Lambo leap and then that probably cursed him. Yep. Yeah. Hold on. Live reaction. Did you see that fucking throw by Kyler to Hopkins? Yeah, and then yeah. they threw a flag on him because he oh. passed the guy. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. This great radio. We're we're watching the Thursday night game. Speaking of the Packers right. at Arizona, they're gonna call Hopkins for a face mask and call the oh touchdown my. back, I think. That was a fucking bomb yeah. by Kyler. Damn. The guy in his face. That was nuts. Yeah. Anyway, do you got yeah. anything to say for Green Bay from last week, week seven? The, I keep telling you guys, the pack they can have whatever record they want. They're 23rd in offense. And I heard this stat today that I had not heard uh, before. Clean pocket, Aaron Rodgers, best quarterback in the league. Any sort of blitz comes at Aaron Rodgers, worst quarterback in the league. Yep. So if you – shocker, if you can rush the passer and get up in his face, he's not that good. Yep. So – yeah, I just think uh, it's kind of the same thing. I guess it really is going to be proven in the playoffs because obviously it seems like they're going to be it's going to be the same kind of year. The last two years where they're on fire, the regular season. Can they get past the uh, NFC Championship game? That'll be the true uh, the true question here. So, division uh, two. Sorry, shitty division two. Yeah, but uh, moving on to really the big surprise of the week and. Uh, both of you guys, Hart and I, were on the same page here, but uh, you guys are not living by the postulate 
And I don't know if that's, this game is going to be a wake-up call for you to finally live by it because it was Chiefs laying five and a half points and they got their tits smacked. 24-27-3. Um, never really was close. They may be broken. Patrick Mahomes may be traded. Everyone's saying it. Uh, what say you guys about the Chiefs and are you going to be on the postulate bandwagon moving forward, I hope? Luke? I think I'm going to stick with them. I'm going to keep hope alive for one more week if we have them on the schedule this week. I'd imagine we would. No, we don't. Okay. Next week. Sure. Because um, they're playing the Giants this week. All right. Yeah. So that's a big game. They'll beat their ass this week, I think. Uh, oh. I don't know. I don't know. That was. Uh, I agree. It's it's pretty concerning, um, just given the state of their defense, lack of run game. But I do think, uh, you know, they've got room to improve as far as the turnovers and the sloppiness and and just the overall, we've talked about it all year, just the arrogance they've approached games with. And I think this may finally be their wake-up call and they, they get their shit together. What are they, three and four? Yeah. You don't think they've got a wake-up call yet? I feel like they've, up to this point, they've, chalked it up to they pussyfooted around been sloppy with the ball uh you know we've talked about how they don't start actually putting their foot on the gas till midway through the fourth quarter you say that if we don't have it uh for week eight our week eight picks it is nine and a half points they're laying um at home against the giants i'm not gonna we may get there. I may just feel like I need to wet the beak a little bit on the Giants and just see uh, if it's truly for real. But I don't know. Scott, you have anything to say about the Chiefs? Yeah. You know, we keep making excuses like it's their defense. And um, Mahomes has his, his defense. He has had some unlucky, like, I hit fucking Tyreek Hill right in the hands and he doesn't catch it like three times that's three of his picks and a couple other have been like that too well they also but can't it's block anyone though they can't and and I feel like all that that is all fine but I wouldn't say Aaron Rodgers has the best offensive line in the league either and he makes it worse um I think Mahomes needs to start owning his faults his faults are they snap it to him and he drops 10 yards back stop doing that Stop holding on to the ball, waiting for the big play. Get rid of the ball faster. This is the same thing we make fun of Carson Wentz for, but Mahomes is just a way better fucking athlete and a way better football player than Carson Wentz, so he gets away with it more. And he has Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey, and Wentz doesn't. Like, And Mahomes is a worse quarterback than Wentz, obviously. He's just a better yeah, athlete. Well, he, Mahomes needs to own his shit. He needs to be better. Get rid of the ball faster. That's my two cents. Yep. You can uh, yeah. bitch about all that, but do you want to win or not? Do you want to win? Yeah. He'll do whatever it takes to win. Tom Brady, whenever they're going to give him the shallow throws, he'll take them all fucking night. If you want, if they're going to give him the deep, he'll take that too. He does not care. He just wants to win. Yeah, they got they got some things to figure out. So I'm just going to keep riding that postulate and say fuck you, Kansas City, and we'll uh, see how that goes. So um, next game, I don't know if we really want to talk about because we didn't really talk about it the week before when we made our picks. Uh, but your boy took the Dolphins. You, everyone else took the the Falcons, even though the Falcons won, uh, but didn't cover this game. 
It was actually probably one of the most entertaining games of the week because everything else was a fucking blowout. Um, don't really know if there's really much to say since we didn't really preview it, uh, but your boy's right. So you want to keep moving or you want to talk about it? Keep going. Those two teams stink, except for Atlanta. <laughs> Those two teams stink except for Atlanta, he says. Okay. <laughs> hey, you saw my text. They're on the run. They are on a run. You want to talk about it for good a good 30 seconds? Just give yourself some flowers? I'm just saying, if they get over eight wins after that shitty start and how terrible they look every week, and they honestly, they could. I sent you guys their schedule. They're three and three, and they're probably going to beat Carolina this week because I'm sure shit don't trust Sam Darnold. But we aren't allowed to give you props anymore because you, you apologized already for I, it. So I'm saying, I'm, they, look, they look better than they did a couple weeks ago. They're not bad. They're, you know. It's all about the schedule and teams you play. So if they can uh, make some noise, that's power to them. So, um, Scott, can you tell me again? I know we talked about last week. You are a Matt Nagy fan and a truther. You love him. And you took the Bears plus 12 and a half. And they were losing that spread halfway through the first quarter and never looked back. Do you have anything to say for yourself? Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because we need to get into this. And this is – I never said the Bears were going to win. I said they were going to cover the 12 points. This has been a historic year for underdogs not covering and underdogs not winning. Um, this, this has to make every dumbass gambler feel good because the, the spreads are set by how people bet. Yeah. And right – the public money is actually winning, which never fucking happens. And it's winning at an absurd rate. Like all right. of the gamblers are winning, and that I'm at some point like that's why these lines are getting outrageous. Like, oh yeah, fucking favored by fourteen against Houston. There's no way they should. They they were the Rams have not looked good for two weeks in a row. There's no way they should get fourteen points against Houston. I don't think, but at some yeah. point these are going to turn around and the casino is going to make their money back one way or another. I'm just warning you, like these giant ass lines that we're getting, you're betting that shit, you're gonna lose your ass. You heard it here, folks. Watch your ass out here. You're going to set your ass on fire. Luke, you got anything to say about that game? Tampa Bay all the way. Nope. Nope. They were going to run it up all day. Yeah. I mean, I was a little hesitant of it, but, I mean, you would like to think that the Bears could put some form of uh, offense together, but maybe Matt Nagy having COVID will really do this team a favor because they'll actually have some kind of an identity, but I don't know. It's – uh. It, uh, it's a, kind of a dumpster fire until uh, he's got to be the front runner still to be his first one fired, right? I mean, assuming he survives COVID. Yeah, yeah. Denver won last week, right? I was, Vic was right in there too, I thought. Well, they lost the Thursday night game at, at Cleveland. Yeah, so I would, I would say it's him and Nagy, neck and neck. Yeah. Yep. Um, Colts correspondent, Luke, Sunday night football. Uh Carl Wentz looked good in the rain. It was yeah. a nasty, ugly game. Michael Pittman kind of came out a little bit, and he uh, he's going to be the true alpha number one. Defense made some turnovers, albeit the uh, rain kind of helped with a lot of it. I don't know. What do we think about uh, uh, all of us except for Scott? Again, Scott had a rough week being one and five. Uh, had the Colts uh, plus the points. I guess it was ended up being plus four. What do we think? Uh, what do we think? Their Colts correspondent, Luke. Well, I actually thought the weather really played into their favor for that game. Uh, 
they their secondary is still banged up. Rhodes Rhodes was hurt uh, at the beginning of the game, but then he ended up coming back in and getting that uh, interception. That interception that should have been a was almost a pick six, but he stepped out of bounds. But other than that, I mean, like they still had uh, they still got yeah huge liabilities back there. And not that you really are that scared of Jimmy G, but just the fact that they couldn't get the ball down the field um, to take advantage of that played into their favor. And then they could just, the Colts could just pound the rock, um, you know, like, like we said they should. Um, So that was good. (laughs) It seemed like there were two drives where the Niners just like completely ran right through them. Four plays. Yeah. And then the rest of the night they couldn't do anything. So I don't know. I don't know why they went away from the the misdirection and the the bootlegs and or just Debo well, Samuel in general. Yeah. So thank you, Kyle Shanahan, for you know not sticking with the the play calling that was completely uh, demolishing that defense. But um, but no, that was a good win. Pittman looked awesome. Uh, Taylor looked awesome. So. The, the genius Kyle Shanahan, who's 35 and 60 in his career. Yeah, you put you backed him. You're the only one who put, chose the Niners in, in the group here. All right. Hey, can you guys chill on the Carson Wentz look good thing? Did you see some of those fucking throws that were literally well, right to the 49ers defenders? Like, he did do a straight <laughs> shovel pass. He did another straight shovel pass right to the linebacker oh again. So he maybe just doesn't. Hey, be a that was a fumble. Blind. Luke, I, it was a Luke, fumble. I wish, Luke, out I his wish hand. you were. I wish you were at morning ball on Wednesday. So we're playing with Nick Sullivan and I got a rebound and Nick ran the floor past Elzeroth and I threw him like, it was a pretty, it was a good pass. I threw it from the opposite free throw line and hit him in stride at the free throw line for a layup. And he made it actually, which is a miracle, you know, and he comes running down the floor and he goes, that was like Wentz to T-way, T-Y and I stopped the game and I'm like, whoa, 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 what the fuck? Don't ever call me Carson Wentz again. And, and, and Hilton hasn't played but one fucking game. But can I at least be Peyton Manning? Because Wentz couldn't throw that fucking pass that I just threw if he tried. I was so offended by being Carson, Carson Wentz in morning ball. So pissed. Oh, my God. But anyway, sorry, Matt. No, that was a nice little anecdote. Appreciate the, uh, the insight there of morning ball. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, they got a. Uh, we'll get to it, but they got a big game again uh, this weekend uh, at home against Tennessee. That's really pretty much going to determine. I would. I would think the uh, AFC South moving forward. But uh, yeah, that was a game they needed to win, and they won it. And it wasn't ugly. It wasn't pretty. And uh, not much to say. But th- speaking of uh, ugly ass games, I don't really want to fucking talk about this next the Monday night game that was the Geno Smith versus Luke's boy Jameis. But essentially, Luke Luke was right. Seattle at home, plus the points. They stunk. New Orleans won. Do you want to say anything about it? No. The Manning cast was was okay. It's back. Anyone watch that? I w- the Brady thing was good. I think it could be really cool, though. I would really love for them to do something where, like, they actually, like, talk real shit. I feel like when they have guests, though, too, it, like – makes it awkward like if they don't know the person like he was better with Brady because he knows Brady but like bringing people in they've never talked to before then it's like you really it works out because the game wasn't really watchable but if there's right. a game that's actually good you can't there's nothing it's like secondary you know so right. Right. Luke do you have anything to add for the only game uh of the of the four of us that you got right Seattle 
No, I, I think you're right. I think Seattle stinks. Okay. All righty. We'll move over to week eight. Um, Scotty, you alluded to it with the these giant spreads that keep coming about. You got Buffalo laying 13 and a half at home against Miami, who's terrible. Um, all of us are going Buffalo. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be really a question in my eyes. I think barring any major injuries or major weather implications, Buffalo can win by two touchdowns pretty easy. Is this anything more to say than this? No, this is what this is what I was texting you guys about on Sunday night. But it's like, I feel like there's like two or three like good teams. There's a bunch of like okay teams, and there's like several bad teams. And the I feel like the Bills aren't great, but they're good, and they kick the shit out of the bad teams. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah, they have a pretty open schedule here after coming off the bye. They they have like three or four, three of their four next game or something are, are against teams that are pretty freaking terrible. I don't know if we have. Yeah. Want to do everyone's favorite uh, segment of read the next four game schedule for the Buffalo Bills, but we can do that real quick if we if everyone's got it pulled up or I can try and snag it. I got it. Okay, what do you got? So this week they got Miami at home, then they play at at Jacksonville, at Jets. We won't say the Colts are terrible, but then they play the Colts at home. Yeah, so that's at least the next three of four. Like I said, are pretty much the bottom barrel of the of the league. So. They should be kicking the shit out of those teams and uh, probably be seven and two when they go into the Colts game. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. So, Luke, you got anything else to add? If the Deshaun Watson trade goes through, does that energize this team and uh, give them the a little, a little spark? We'll, we might have to do uh, touch on that next week after the trade deadline next Tuesday. But uh, I've heard some reports like Florio and all of them. They're just saying like it's a it's like almost 90% chance that he gets traded. I'm like, how? I don't know how they do that with all these allegations, but he's not even on the exempt list. So I was like, okay, I guess he's traded. Can he start next week? I don't know. It's crazy. So, all right, next game we got uh, Cleveland and the Case Keenum-led Browns. Nope, uh, Baker's oh, playing. Baker's going to play your boy. Yeah, he, he practiced today, took first-team reps. Let me, Sounds like let me ask play. you this. Would you rather have Baker, your boy, with one-and-a-half arms or Case Keenum? <sighs> Baker, but it's close. See, I'd almost take Case Keenum. He's not that Chubb, bad. Chubb's, Chubb's playing, too. That helps. Yeah, he's back. Although, Dearness, Dearness uh really showed himself yeah, he's good. there. This, this goes into our thing, though. Is it more the running back or the offensive line? I think it's the offensive line. I mean, the yeah. guy's fine. I mean, but he couldn't make an AAF roster two years ago. But, I mean, he right. played well. But, yeah, I think their offensive line is just that elite. Right. Luke, you think Brown's here too? Yeah. Uh, to answer your question, I would almost rather have uh, have Keenum in there. I mean, he's not going to go saying. out there and actively just lose a game, game for manager, you. That's don't what, try and do too much. Yeah, that's, what, mean, that's what this team needs. I mean, great defense, good run game. All they do is do play action, bootlegs, short passes, screens. Yeah. Hand the ball off behind your offensive line. Yeah. But uh, yours truly, we're going to really see if I'm, if I'm really truly hot because I'm the only one here taking Pittsburgh plus the points. I'm thinking they're coming off their bye. Like I said at the beginning of the year, they're the team I'm keeping an eye on, even though they've been – Ben is deader than dead. But uh, 
I like to think that they can kind of get some kind of an offensive idea figured out for themselves. Uh, give the ball to Najee Harris, maybe figure out that Ben can't throw it down the field or at least get the ball to Deontay Johnson, do something different than what you're doing because their offense stinks. Their defense is a little bit better, but uh, I think they can keep it close. And I think that getting three and a half points, albeit at Cleveland, uh, it's a division game and they know how to play the Browns. The Browns are the Browns and uh, I'll take the points. That's about it. So uh, next up, we got Colts correspondent Luke again. We got uh, Colts at home laying a point and a half to the Tennessee Titans. Talk me through what you think here. You think they can bounce back, ride the, ride the waves of these last couple of games and shut down Derrick Henry, or is it, is it going to be a dog fight? I'm hoping for a letdown game uh, after the, the wins over Buffalo and Kansas City for Tennessee. And, man, you got to think at some point all the wear and tear on, on Derrick Henry catches up with him, don't you? Yeah, I mean, they, they ride his ass into the sunset, that's for sure. I thought there's a lot of sharp money on the Colts. This line started at Tennessee. My, Tennessee minus one and a half. Now it's Colts minus one and a half. Um, the Colts need this one. If they, if they lose, it's going to be tough for them, I think. That put, they're, two, they're two and five, right? Colts are two and five? No, they're three and no. four. They won three and two four. In a row. Yeah. So they're three they beat the four, Dolphins, so they and they beat the uh, Niners, and then they beat the Texans. Those are the three big-time wins against great teams, as everyone knows. So if they lose this, they're three and five, and that would make Tennessee six and two. That's tough. Yeah. Three games back. They Especially need, after the, the big wins that the Titans had against, you know, the Bills and the Chiefs be it, both be at home. But uh, yeah. those are – Big time wins for them. I would you would think that they'd they're most definitely in the driver's seat if they win this game. So it's yep. And if you're the Colts, I don't think you you can't be three and five and expect to get a wild card. I mean, there's no way that that's that's most likely not going to be a option for you. Yeah, I think this is yeah. a must win for them. I think. Yeah, Colts are the more desperate team for sure. I think that kind of plays into their favor here. But I think, I mean, with that with that extra wild card spot, I think, and their schedule is still so soft with two games against the Jags and another game against the Texans. Uh, you know, they stink they in Jacksonville. To, they got to beat Jacksonville and Jacksonville for the first time in like four fucking years. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, and they play they play the Jets uh, next week, so they can still they could still pile up the wins even if they. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So all right. Uh last couple games here. We got uh Chargers at home land five against the New England Patriots. Scotty, talk me through you think New England's got to figure it out. I don't know. Did you love the Chargers last time you saw them? That was my only thought. Now they're coming off a bye. No, they laid an egg last time. I think that was when they played Baltimore, I want to say. Right. Yeah. Yep. Got got the the door, they got the doors blown off them, but uh, I think you get Eckler a little bit of rest. Keenan Allen, everyone kind of gets a week off. You think they would be uh, kind of have their shit together. Um, 
And I don't really know if I trust, I mean, the Patriots, I mean, they blew the doors off the Jets last week, but I, I feel like they just, they're a middle of the road team. I know Hart's all board the Mac train, but uh, I, I don't know. Being at LA, not that that's a big deal. It's not a home field advantage, but East teams going West. Luke, how do we feel about East teams going West? Is that, is there a postulate there? We have an idea. Uh, no, I have not. I have not formed a strong opinion on that one yet. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like the Chargers offensive firepower is too much for the, the Patriots. And uh, even though the Patriots put up a 50 burger on the Jets, the Jets are the Jets. And I think the, the Chargers are, uh, are a better team. So, Luke, just be aware. Just be watching out. Eckler popped up on the injury report today for the first time. Yeah, I did. In a see week. That. He has like, yeah, it's like a hip issue. That hasn't, they've been practicing for, or, you know, they had their buying went through all that and he just popped up today. So I thought that was. Yeah, interesting. But he he seems to pop up once once every few weeks. He really does. Now. He's kind of uh, he's always got something going on, but then he'll play and then he'll miss two or three weeks and then he'll play and be awesome. So I don't know. Luke, what do you think? Yeah, I think the that egg that they laid against Baltimore, um, that was that was a weakness against the best running team in the league and chargers can't stop the run. That's not a, not a secret anymore. So right. I think they'll bounce back. You know, I mean, we saw them um, go toe to toe with the Browns a couple, the week before that. So, yep. um, and the Patriots, it doesn't seem like their defense can really get stops consistently. Um, and uh, yeah, I just don't think the Patriots are quite there yet. Like you said, they're, they're pretty, they look good against Dallas, but I'd say they're, they're still pretty middle of the road. Gotcha. All right. Uh, next couple of games, we just got a few minutes left here. Uh, do we really want to talk at length about uh, Bucks laying five and a half at New Orleans based off what, how New Orleans looked uh, on Monday night? Is there much really to say other than I feel like this is going to be a, a blowout by all blowouts? But I guess you never know playing at New Orleans, but uh, – this just isn't the same kind of team. I feel like the same kind of saints team that in past years, obviously, since Luke's favorite player, Jameis Winston's at the helm. Scott, what do you Dude, think? I don't, I don't know, man. <clears throat> like if you remember back all the way to the playoffs last year and they played three times last year and every single one of these games were close and every single one, if you go back and look, Tom Brady sucked because as we talked about earlier, new Orleans brings pressure on Brady. He doesn't like that. Uh, if you remember back to that playoff game, every, nobody says anything about it because the Bucs went on and won the Super Bowl. But remember in the third quarter, the Saints were up 20 to 13 and throw the ball to Jared Cook, who catches the ball in Tampa Bay territory and fumbles it like a fool and costs them the game. Yeah. They were scoring on that drive. They scored on that drive. The Bucs aren't winning the Super Bowl. Um, I still think Sean Payton's really good. Lattimore's going to shut down Evans. I know Gronk is back. If Jameis can just be competent at all, this game is going to be that's close. that's going to be the X factor. It's like, who were, who's this? Who was the quarterback last year on those Saints teams that made it really close all three games? And it wasn't yeah, Jameis, even though he threw that one touchdown pass yeah. in that one playoff game. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's um, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's the same Saints team. Their defense is still okay, but I mean. They couldn't do anything against the Seahawks, whose defense is terrible, you know, on Monday night. So this it's it's an it's the Alvin Kamara show, and if he's not going, even though they brought Mark Ingram back, I don't know how much that changes anything. But if he's not going, 
and the Bucks defense is, stops the run. I mean, they're the number one defense against the run, I feel like. And uh, he's going to be the primary target for shutting him down. And that's about it. So, Luke, anything else to add there? Nope. Okay. We'll wrap it up with a game that, James, you added with without me knowing. And I saw it just right before we uh, got to this. I thought we were in, over here, but uh, you added the – the uh, was this a Sunday night game, right? Dallas at uh, Minnesota. Yeah, I replaced Washington and fucking Denver. I didn't think we needed to talk oh, about those you two teams. You didn't want to get there? You didn't want to talk <laughs> no. about that team? Okay. Those two teams stink. <laughs> well, people people might want to know about what the uh, – we have a lot of Denver listeners and the Washington football team. They may want to know the uh, the ins and outs here. So, But, yeah, this one's probably a little bit better. Sunday night football, Dallas at Minnesota. Uh, I think the Vikings are a better team than what their record shows. They've had a lot of close games. They, they took the Cardinals to the brink. They probably should have beat the Cardinals up, except for that wonky-ass field goal at, uh, at the end of the game. Dallas is coming off a bye. I get that. Dak has a strained calf, but is he all the way back? I don't know. Um, they are getting a lot of their guys back. I think Gallup actually is coming off IR. And that Lael Collins is off of suspension after he tried to buy off the guy for faking his pee. Uh, so the Cowboys could be all the way back. But I just think that the Vikings are a good team or a decent team. And being home puppies on Sunday night football, I'll take the points. Luke? you're taking you're taking minnesota against your cowboys my cowboys unstoppable they look unstoppable and i did say they're a team to look out for i didn't mean they are going to win every fucking game though they can lose a game they can lose at minnesota and they'll still be a team to look out for as i predicted or they can win and just not cover true that's right thank you All right. Fair enough. I think Cowboys are going to run it up on them. Scotty, anything else to add? We got less than a minute here before we got to wrap. Uh, I just, I, I do think you're, I think Minnesota is better than what people think, but I like uh, Dallas more. And these officials are going to get run the fuck out of Arizona after you see that delay a game call. That was fucking terrible. Aaron, Aaron called timeout two seconds after the clock ran out and the officials gave him the timeout. What a bunch of shit. There you go. Aaron Jones, put it, put it in the end zone, wrap it up. That's it for this week, boys. Talk to you next time. Later. All right. See you guys.